This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Patriots, why are you listening to me? Because I do the research, I bring you the information that you're not going to hear on the national media, which is absolutely corrupt and has a narrative for communism. That's why you're listening to me, and that's why you need to share this podcast. You need to go and like the podcast. You need to go and put comments on the podcast so that I can get more listeners into this podcast. Unfortunately, that's how it works. You rate the podcast, you rate it high, then it moves up on the scale. So I'm asking you, if you have an Apple podcast, to rate it. Google podcast to rate it. Leave comments. With that said, I'm going to bring you 30 minutes that is going to change your lives. If you've not heard Mark Meckler, which is, by the way, my CEO because I am a staff employee of Convention Estates. Mark Meckler is an amazing leader. And in 30 minutes, you're going to understand why he is so amazing. He has coined this term, which I believe is exactly what's happening, called the great decoupling. So without further ado, I'm going to bring you Mark Meckler explaining the great decoupling. And honestly, no matter what kind of a mood I'm in, when I hear that music, it's just good, solid rock and roll. It pumps me up. It gets me ready for, yes, this, the Sunday Night Battle Cry. I'm Mark Meckler. I'm your host of the Sunday Night Battle Cry. I'm glad to be with you guys. It is always a high point in my week to be here with you guys. Why? I mean, I know I'm not sitting around with you personally. I wish we were, uh, but I get to be with you here online. And I love that because I'm just a grassroots guy, just like you guys. And so this is where we get a chance to communicate. You guys put your comments in. Producer G feeds me some of those comments. I get to answer your questions and comment on your comments. We'll definitely do that at the end of the half hour. All right. But first, I got to start with this. I'm tired. Is anybody else tired? I mean, the news cycle is so insane right now. And this is one of the difficult things, right? All hell breaks loose. And then the next day, all hell breaks loose. And then the next day and the next, and it's something new every day. And you literally don't get a chance to sort of reset your feet underneath you 
I'll give you an example of what I mean. It's hard to imagine that five days ago, five days ago, was the Georgia runoff election. Like, that was the thing. And it had been the thing for, well, a while anyway, right? Since New Year's <laughs> for five days, or maybe since Christmas, we've been really paying attention to this thing. And then, boom, that was over, right? And I think probably a lot of you were unhappy with the results. People were pretty emotional about it. I heard a lot of people saying the country's over. We've lost the republic. I hope you've cut that talk out if that's what you were saying, because I don't believe that. I never believe that. Like, I don't know what the results are going to be. I don't know what God's plan is. I know what my role is. I know what your role is, and that role is to fight. So, you know, no giving up. I, I don't like to listen to people who give up. It's, you know, to me, I just find it a downer and it's frustrating. And you will never hear me saying that I give up. And I, don't, I hope I never have to hear you guys saying you give up either. But honestly, you guys who watch the battle cry, I don't really hear that. But I do occasionally get emails like all is lost. All is not lost. We're not there. All right. So we went from the uh, Georgia runoff. And then you get the next day is the new news cycle. And why is it new? Because you get the certification of electors of the United States Capitol. You get this huge, huge rally uh, in Washington, D.C. Hundreds of thousands of people show up. You know people who were there. I know people who were there. It was, by and large, I hate to you know steal a term from the radical left and all the crazy leftist media, but it was a mostly peaceful protest. Hundreds of thousands of people came and went, never even saw any violence, literally. I know a lot of them. And then we had the incident at the Capitol. If you haven't seen how I felt about the incident at the Capitol, I did a Facebook Live about this. I did about 20 minutes. That's all I talked about. And basically what I said, I'll just reiterate here in very short terms, unacceptable, not good. Now, by the way, I've since seen footage. I understand that there were Antifa people in there, but I also want to set the record straight. I saw a bunch of alt-right people in there, people that I recognize because I've seen them online. I think they're fools and hooligans. I've seen it, but we saw Antifa. We saw alt-right people, and then we saw just some regular old people. And by the way, most of those people not doing any damage, and most of those people, I saw the videotapes, and I have friends who were there who are like big donors and business people, and I watched the Capitol Police open the doors and let those people in which I thought was pretty weird and kind of outrageous. But here's where I'm at on the Capitol issue now. First of all, that's not a riot. It's not. There are some bad people who did some bad stuff. All right, but it, I, this is where I'm at, just to be frank. We had almost a full year of freaking rioting and burning down cities in this country and destroying people's businesses and livelihoods and dreams and entire communities. We had blocks of Seattle occupied. We had blocks of Portland occupied. And the left and the crazy mainstream media were not willing to call those things riots. I mean, literally, we had a commentator on CNN standing in front of burning buildings and say, it's mostly peaceful. All right. So don't give me your just sad crocodile tears about the United States Capitol. Here's another thing I want to say about the Capitol. Look, I love the Capitol. It's a beautiful place. It's our seat of government. I'm glad it's there. I'm glad we have it. I'm glad we maintain it. I heard Nancy Pelosi call it a temple. It's not a temple. To the left, government, the state has become a religion. The state has become everything. Religions have temples. Governments do not. Governments have capitals, government buildings, places where legislatures meet. They don't have temples, and that's not a temple. No temple was desecrated. 
People did some stuff they shouldn't have done. I acknowledge that. I think those people should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. I do. By the way, we just saw this week, all charges dropped against everybody who rioted at Donald Trump's inauguration four years ago. Okay, so let's just keep this thing in context. And it's important that we have some balance. But when the mainstream media and the radical left, and frankly, some people on the right are going to tell me this is the worst thing ever to happen in the United States of America. Like, I don't know where the hell they've been for the last year when our cities have been burned into the ground, when people have called for defunding police, when people, lots of people have died in these protests all around the country, protests that were riots, call them what they are, right? So don't come to me with your holier than hell, holier than thou stuff and tell me that what happened at the United States Capitol was so bad, but all this other stuff was fine. Because that's just plain and simple garbage. And I'm not going to stand for it. And I'm not going to play into that. Right again, make my position clear. It was bad. We shouldn't use violence. People shouldn't invade the Capitol. Anybody who did that should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Same as anybody who riots anywhere. Same as anybody who destroys public property anywhere. Prosecuted to the full extent available to us under the law, right? Other than that, I'm just going to say nothing special at the U.S. Capitol. It's not a temple. It's a government building. It's the federal government's building. Remember protesters trying to destroy federal courthouse in Portland for what, six weeks, eight weeks under complete assault, projectiles, bombs, you fire, you name it. So I'm done. Like I'm past the U.S. Capitol thing. Now I'm past it. But one of the things I want to warn you about and that you need to pay attention to and that I guarantee you is going to happen is the left and the government, the state, and what I would now call, frankly, a fascist state is going to use that against us. They are going to use that against us. We're seeing big tech use against us. We're going to start to talk about that. We're going to talk about the civil tech war now taking place in the country. But you're going to see government use this against us. You're going to see, I predict, legislation out of the House and Senate signed by the president limiting your freedoms, limiting your liberties, taking away your freedom of speech, some of your right to assemble. You're going to see an assault on those things based on what happened at the Capitol, and I think they're more than happy to do it. That's part of fascism. It's part of totalitarianism, and that's where we're headed. One of the things you're going to hear me say a lot totalitarianism comes on slowly fast total fascism comes on slowly until it doesn't and then in one moment it explodes this is just history and this is where we're at in the history of the united states of america and they tried to call donald trump a totalitarian a fascist he didn't behave in that way ever he didn't behave in the way you didn't see people getting censored during the donald trump administration right? You're going to see a lot of this. You're going to see like Obama, he wiretapped journalists. He threatened journalists. He prosecuted journalists. You didn't see that under Donald Trump's administration. Lots of harsh rhetoric, fake media and all that stuff, but you didn't see the power of the state used against the media. You're going to see the power of the state used against us, against regular people. Look, I and all my friends in the Tea Party movement, we know what we're talking about. We were subjected to this under the Obama administration. That's not me with conspiracy theories. That's not me just saying this is what happened. That's what the inspector general said. That the IRS abused their power. 
that they singled out people for their belief in liberty, for groups that were named Tea Party or Constitution or Liberty. They singled them out and abused them, violated their constitutional rights. That's what the IG said, the Inspector General's report said. And you know what happened out of that? This is, this is the worst part of all of it. Nobody, nobody was punished. And so this is what happens when you get to a place where you have a two- or three-tiered justice system where people in high positions of power can never be punished for anything they do. By the way, here's a little tidbit on the IRS case. Lois Lerner, you might remember that name. She was deposed in that IRS case, and her deposition today is still under seal. Our organization is about to bring a writ of mandamus to lift that seal because this is outrageous. What her position was is that what she said in that deposition was so outrageous that she would likely get death threats if people knew what she said. We're going to open up that deposition. We're going to spend the money. We're going to bring the writ, and we're going to force the judge to lift the seal on that because the best disinfectant is the light of day. So things are about to get crazy. The civil tech war has now begun. You guys know what I'm talking about. I've been saying this is coming for a long time. I've been worried not just about deplatforming. I think it's fantastic what Dan Bongino did, what the folks behind Parler did. They built a platform. Conservatives said, fine, you are going to censor us. You're going to block us. You're going to abuse us. You're going to harass us. We'll just go build our own platform. God bless Dan Bongino and the financial folks behind it who did that. And they did. And they built a place, and conservatives, me included, flocked there. We dumped Twitter. We went to Parler. Parler started to grow very fast. Incredible what was going on over at Parler. And then the left attacked it. Not the government. And this is what's so incredible. The tech oligarchy. Google said they were going to take it off the Google store, the app store. And they did. Apple threatened to take it off their app store. And they did. And I said, look, I was saying to friends behind the scenes, we need to be very worried because the top of the stack, the top of the service cloud is the cloud itself. And I was assuming that they were on AWS, Amazon Web Services. No friend to freedom. These are leftists and totalitarians. I assumed AWS would eventually come after us. And they did. And they're shutting Parler off. Tonight, within the next couple of hours, Parler will go dark. It'll take them a few days. I have no doubt. There's smart people behind Parler. They'll get back up. This is total censorship. This is what fascism looks like. This is a civil war. This is what we call, and will be called historically, the civil tech war. This is how it begins. The sides peel off. There is going to be a tech war, and you and I are going to have to arm up. And by arming up, it means we're going to have to build our own, not only our own platforms, our own clouds, our own merchant banking, our own banks, our own stores, our own everything, our own email service platforms, our own uh, CRMs like Salesforce. We're going to have to get rid of MailChimp. MailChimp is now censoring companies. We have to censor our own speech on MailChimp or they'll block our emails. We're not allowed to talk about the election. Censorship is coming to you, not brought by the states, not brought by the federal government, not brought by state actors, brought by the tech oligarchy. It's absolutely incredible. The civil tech war has begun, and it's only beginning. It's going to get much worse. So be prepared. I suggest, for example, that you stop using instant messaging. You stop using iMessage on Apple for anything that you are worried about that they might use against you.
honestly, for talking about the election, for talking about politics at all. Go to Signal. It's private. It's encrypted. I'm there. I see, the number of people I see signing up every day is incredible. Do not use WhatsApp on, WhatsApp on Facebook because it's designed now to be surveilled by Facebook. It's a disaster. Stop using instant message if you're saying anything political. You might think it's innocent, but they're going to attack you for it. So move all your communications, everything you're going to talk about that's going to be in any way political, move it to Signal. Signal protects your privacy. And so you're going to have to do it. This is just the reality. The civil tech war has begun. All right, I'm going to go to now January 20th. This is going to be... <laughs> barring unforeseen intervening events, of which oh, in the next 10 days, there'll be 10 of them. Uh, this is the next big political event, and that is the inauguration of Joe Biden. And so Donald Trump has said he's not going to that inauguration. Uh, there have only been four presidents in history that haven't done that. I think the last time was 1868, something like that. Uh, so it's been a long time. It's not unprecedented. I don't really care. I mean, that's my thing about it. People are going to be outraged by this. I don't really care. You know, I'll be personal about it. I'll tell you, I personally, it'd be better if he went. I just, I believe in the smooth trans transition of power. If he doesn't go, it doesn't hurt anything. Pence hasn't said whether he's going to go or not. I find that really interesting. I thought he would just say he's going to go. So look, let's not get, I, like, I'm not going to get my panties all in a wad over that. I just think that's, I don't really care whether Donald Trump goes to Biden's inauguration. Biden's going to be president. I don't like all the pomp and circumstance anyway. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the inaugurations. I don't like all the ceremony. It's like there's a king being sworn in. I don't like that. I would rather they just take office and take office. Whether Republican, Democrat, I don't really care. Go into your office, put your hand on the Bible, swear the oath of office and be done with it. The fact that we have to have hundreds of thousands of people there and bulletproof glass and gar like we don't need that. That's treating the president like royalty. I think that's a mistake. So I don't really care about the inauguration, but the inauguration is going to come. It's going to come. Congress has certified the Electoral College. I'm still getting texts from people telling me, oh my God, the president's going to do something and it's going to prevent all the, it's not, all right? It's not. It's time to move on from that stuff. I'm also getting texts and emails from people who tell me that, um, I'm a wimp and a wussy and other words I won't repeat here because I'm not calling for civil war because I'm not saying there should be blood in the streets. To those of you who are saying that to me, I'm just going to tell you, you're insane. You're out of your minds. You don't understand the history of revolution. You haven't read any history. You don't understand what happens during a revolution. I'm not saying that there's never a time or a place for overturning a government. I'm saying that time or place is not here and now. The American people are not in support of that. And the only thing that's going to happen if you decide if you're one of these crazy people is you're either going to get arrested or you're going to end up dead. So either you want to go to prison or you got a death wish. And I'm not in either of those camps. What I want to do is do everything I can to save our country. So if you're some crazy militia person telling me that now is time for blood in the streets, look, do me a favor. Just don't message me anymore. You're just wasting my time and you're talking crazy. Um, Okay, so we're going to have January 20th. Biden's going to be president. It's actually, in my opinion, Harris is going to be president. And Biden's going to be like a sock puppet, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't believe Joe Biden's capable of being president. I don't believe anybody does believe Joe Biden's capable of being president. It's going to be a Harris presidency from the get-go. 
and whoever else they have around Joe Biden. I don't, you know, it's just, it's a bunch of Washington, D.C. insiders. It's going to be a lot of business as usual, but the radical leftists are going to push things radically left. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. They've talked about packing the Supreme Court. Will they actually try to do that? I don't know. Will Joe Manchin allow it? I don't know. We'll see what will happen. Will all the Dems allow it? It's hard to say. Will they even try? I don't know. I think it's politically not advantageous for them. But a lot of times Democrats are willing to go whole hog and they don't care about the political consequences. So we're going to have to see what they're going to do. And, you know, no one can actually predict. Are they going to try and add two more states? That's a, another thing that I've heard they're going to do. I don't know. Right? But I can tell you historically that hasn't gone well. And, and honestly, in some of these states, they would want to add not D.C., but in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico tends to elect Republican governor. So like, do they really want that to be a state? It's hard to say. They may try to do that. We'll see what happens. Right? I'm not going to panic about those things now. Why? I can't control those things. Can you control those things? You can't. Right? So we shouldn't be worrying about those things now. We'll deal with the things that we can deal with as they come. That's how we fight. Right? you got to fight the fight that's in front of you. Of course, you look forward. You do your best to strategize the fights that are to come. You be ready for them. You set your tactics. You have your strategies and your goals. But you can only fight the fight that you're fighting. You plan for the rest. So I think all this stuff is coming. Really hard to say what happens immediately after uh, the 20th. But we're going to find out in 10 days. What I do know is going on is something you heard me talk about last week for the first time. That is the great decoupling. The nation is coming apart, and we are going to continue to come apart. And I think, unlike some people, that that's a very healthy thing. I think we're very different. I think people in Mississippi are different from people in, in uh, say, New York or Illinois. Illinois is different from Texas. And I think that we should be governed very differently. I think we have different cultures. I think we have different beliefs, right? different levels of faith. And I think these states need to be governed differently. One of the fundamental problems we have is all these states are governed from D.C. We, we had this veneer of sameness. We thought people in Mississippi are the same as people in New York or the same as people in Texas or the same as people in California. None of that's true. It's never been true. And it's less true now than it has been for a very long time. And so it's good for us to kind of separate and go back to our corners. And what we need to do is do that. I'm going to do everything I can to try to figure out how to start shopping in places that support my values. Are there some websites out there that talk about this? I don't think anybody's doing it particularly well right now. We're looking for people who are to partner with. I want to shop with people that sell American. I want to shop with people that support American values. I want to shop with people that support traditional family values. We need to find and set up our own banks. I, I talked about this. We need what I call the entire stack from top to bottom cloud like the amazon cloud web services all the way down to the ground so that we can sort of separate and go back to our own corners and then we need to do the same thing in regard to government and that means convention of states it's the logical conclusion we've got to go to the constitution take the power away from the federal government and give it back to the people in the states and frankly look from my perspective california is going to drive itself into the ground more power to you california that's why I left. Illinois is going to drive itself into the ground. A lot of states are. That's fine. If the blue states, which is the ones I think are going to do it, want to do that, let them do it. And let the more conservative states, the more libertarian states, operate in their own way without edicts from the federal government telling us how we have to operate. That's what a convention of states is all about. 
man, if you don't think now is a good time to decouple from the federal government, I don't know. You might want to look for the hammer and sickle tattoo on your wrist or something because you might be a Marxist. I remember that old comedy routine. You might be a redneck if. Well, if you're not in favor of Convention of States now, y'all might be a redneck. Marxist. <laughs> Probably the rednecks are with the folks that uh, say, like I say, we want to take the power away from DC and give it back to the people. You might be a Marxist if you believe that we shouldn't have a convention of states right now. You know, we, we hear a lot of talk about fascism. The left has been calling us fascists for a long time, but I want to talk a little bit about what really is fascism. What does fascism really mean? The best definition of fascism I've ever heard came from a fascist. Benito Mussolini, who was the fascist leader of Italy, he said, everything in the state, nothing outside the state, and nothing against the state. I want you to hear that again. Everything in the state, nothing outside the state, and nothing against the state. All right, I want, now I want you to think about that regarding where we are today, because I think Mussolini's formulation is one of the most enduring definitions of modern totalitarianism that's ever been stated. And he was a self-avowed fascist. He declared himself totalitarian and he envisioned a totally new social order engineered by the state. Does that sound familiar to you? Right? A new social order where you would have to do what the state said. Everything in the state, the state as parent, the state as father, the state as the police, the state as the protector of the people, the state as the controller of the people, everything in the state, nothing private, nothing outside the state. Sound familiar? Seems like that's what these totalitarian companies want. Google, Apple, Facebook, Twitter want to control what you can see, what you can think, what you can say. And by the way, there's now a lot of people in support of this. It's absolutely incredible to me. Absolutely incredible. And this, by the way, is a hallmark of fascism. There's always sort of the in crowd in the fascist regimes that are not officially part of the government, but are the enforcers. In Nazi Germany, more fascists, the brown shirts were the enforcers for the Nazis. They were citizens. They were not police. They were not officially sanctioned by the government, though the government, you know, nodded and winked, right? But they would enforce Nazi policy on the population. They would report on the population. In communist China, it was the Red Brigade. They would enforce the rules. They would erase the history. They would get rid of the old way, not the state. It was not the state. The state had these policies, but the people enforced it. And we're seeing that today with the radical woke left. They are, I'm just gonna say it straight. This is just, there's no doubt about it. They are fascists. Anybody who tells you that you can't have the values you have, that you're a bigot if you're a Christian, that if you think a man is a man and a woman is a woman, that you're a bigot or you're stupid or you're old-fashioned or whatever they tell you, and they say you can't think that way anymore, they're a fascist. Anybody that thinks you should be silenced for saying any of those things, they're fascists. These companies that believe you should be silenced for saying those things, they're fascists. Okay, Apple is a fascist company. Google is a fascist company. These are fascist 
censoring companies that don't believe that you should be able to do what you want to do. And what's going to happen here and what's unusual is these companies are leading the way. The state doesn't have to do as much as it normally would because the companies, the oligarchs are leading the way. And we're going to see the perfect, and we are seeing the perfect pairing between the ruling elite in these tech companies in the civil tech war and the state with the party. This is fascism, whole cloth. And so if you want to know what it looks like, go look at Nazi Germany. And I don't mean the extermination of people. I want to be really clear, but go look at how government worked and how the people were, were the enforcers for the government. Go look at Maoist China. Look how the people were the enforcers for the government. Look at uh, Mussolini and look at Italy. Everything in the state, nothing outside the state and nothing against the state. You are not allowed to speak against the state. And that is what is coming. So be aware. I warned you. I've been saying this for a couple of years. It's not an I told you so. This is me with you in the fight against fascism coming to America. Remember, fascism and totalitarianism come very slowly to a country until they don't anymore. And then they come fast. And I think we're seeing it come fast right now. So what do we do? Look, I have my own opinions about what we do. We do convention of states. We go into the states and we fix the elections in the states we can. We do everything we can there. And we go out, we fight the culture war. We fight the tech war. We organize. And by the way, you and I, all of us, we link arms and we stand together. If you stand for freedom, don't attack each other, right? Stand together. We have got to stand together because the left, the fascists are standing together against us, right? So COS, election reform, and stand together. Those are the things we got to do. This civil war stuff, stay away from that stuff. Not good, not going to help, not the time. This is not the place. So stand together, COS, and election reform. That's what we're going to be doing immediately. Speaking of COS, what's going on right now? It's hot. It's busy. It's crazy. I was in Idaho last week. I'm headed to Wisconsin this week. I think in the next week, I'm going to be in Montana maybe by Zoom, but maybe in person. So it's hot. It's hot in a lot of legislatures. It's hotter than it's ever been before. I'm doing a ton of media because everybody's looking for what do we do now. Pete Hegseth texted me a couple of days ago. Somebody had tweeted directly at him and said, I've always been against convention of states. I'm for it now. We're hearing a lot of that. So I think convention of states has a ton, a ton of momentum. You guys obviously are going to be part of that. All right. I want to go to comments and questions. Uh, so producer G's got those on the screen for me. I want to read some of these. Les Draper says, I don't believe the Republic's over. Nope. I send everyone to COS, the only game in town. That is right. If you want to be in the fight, if you want to be a warrior, if you don't know where it is, COS is the place. Victoria Scarpa says, where do we go from here? I think I covered that. Carol Newstead says, can the DOJ intercede under the Antitrust Act regarding big tech censorship? Maybe, but I don't think they will because the DOJ is going to be under Democrat control, and the Democrats like this. Right? This is perfectly in line with what they want, but private citizens have a right of action, uh, and go see Randy Barnett. Look up Randy Barnett online. He's been talking about that, so I think there is some antitrust stuff that we can do under the, the Sherman Antitrust Act, uh, but I think it's going to be private citizens, meaning companies like Parler taking these actions. I think Parler is going to litigate, and I think they're going to win a lot of money. I think it's going to be good, ultimately. Melvin Gillum says, Article 5 is the only peaceful option left. I agree with you. Brian Decatur says, how can we save the country? I already covered that. By the way, Brian, you know how? You. You're going to save the country. You. Really. You're going to step up. You're going to sign up for Convention of States at conventionofstates.com, and you are going to save the country. Uh, Rhonda Wilcox says, why does the far left think they are above the law? Well, 
because they are right? because the law is unequally enforced because the elitist leftists in the deep state don't prosecute people on the left when they do bad things remember lois lerner i talked about her fully retired full pension after persecuting tea party people for years right so that's why they think they're above the law they have experience tara fleming asked will cos get kicked off of facebook yes yes we will Eventually, we will get kicked off of Facebook. I've moved over to Parler. COS is, uh, has a Parler page over there, a Parler account. And so we'll be working alternative means. I'm on locals.com at markmeckler.com. You can follow me there. That's a great place to follow me, provide a little bit of financial support. I mean, you can just go watch, but if you really want to participate, you got I think it's five bucks a month or something like that. And so go over to markmeckler.com and participate over there. Teresa Hines, he says, this is the moment we need to unite and use COS. Yes, yes, and triple yes. Sherry Klein says, how do you get on Signal? Signal is an app. You can go download it from the Signal Foundation directly. It's still on the App Store or the Google App Store, the Apple or Google App Store. So just download it from there, set it up. You put up your phone number, real easy to use, real common sense. Karen Ridgway says, what's being done to get COS enacted? Hey, we're, we're out there. We're acting in... I think we'll be active in at least 21 states this year. I don't know. My travel schedule looks crazy. So it's really crazy. All right. So here's what I want to close with. Don't fret. Like, don't stress out, right? Stay calm and carry on, as, as was said by the British during the Blitzkrieg. It's going to get difficult. They're going to attack us. You might get attacked. I expect to get attacked. COS will get attacked. All conservative organizations will come under attack. Be ready be prepared, be steady. That's what we got to do, right? If, if you're a person of faith, like I am, rely on the Lord, right? Because if, if you're letting all this stuff get you down, then you're placing your faith in the wrong place. You're placing your faith in human beings, in government, like the Lord's over all of this. That's my perspective. So if I get stressed out, I just, I turn to the Lord. I start the day in prayer. That's, that's just what I do. All right. One last thing. It's kind of a commercial thing, which is you see the hat, cool defender gear stuff, the shirt, right? This was my workout gear tonight because it's cold out there in the gym, 50 degrees, 55 degrees in the gym tonight. I'm always wearing Defender gear. And so you guys can go to Defender gear and you can get a discount there. If you go to Defender gear, defender-gear.com and you like this cool gear, you can go there and you can use COS action 10, use the number 10, COS action 10, you get 10% off the same cool gear I'm wearing. Okay, Gunny, you're delivering old information yes it is old information but it is a incredible battle cry that mark meckler put together and i wanted to bring it back into the podcast so you can understand what's actually happening related to the great decoupling not only are the democrats decoupling from conservatives our federal government is decoupling and censoring conservatism that has never happened in this country ever where the actual government decouples their citizens from having a voice this is how important it is that we must stand up show up and speak up constantly in our communities not just on the electronic world, but at any conference, anywhere you go, we've got to stand up and get people to understand that our federal government, our actual federal government is against us.
That's communism. We have the power, according to the Constitution, if we don't use the Constitution to regain the power, we will lose it. They will destroy the Constitution, and they win. Share this podcast far and wide. Please, Facebook, email it, thepatriotcause.com. Go to the website, email that link, thepatriotcause.com. So they can hear exactly what's going on. And then they will share it with their friends and so on. And then the voice gets stronger and more people get involved in saving our country. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Love every one of you. This is The Gunny out.